0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is the Bitcoin Formula. Welcome, Doctor Victor. I'm glad for being here. Great. You are the first guest. This is the first episode. I'm wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my name is Nanouk. I am um, um, a long-time Bitcoin, uh, how do you call it, explorer, more or less. I guess you are longer than me, right? You're, I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you have been
2: in, in this. Uh, I think you heard about this and started using it uh, a couple of years before me. Or, oh yeah, was I was well, I, I, When did I you start? I started in. I, I heard about it in 2011, right? Yeah. And that's kind of late because I mean it was invented and, and launched in 2000. Eight right, or was it nine? Yeah, yeah. January
1: two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand yeah, eight,
2: two thousand nine, and uh, I heard it because I read in the papers, right, in the newspapers at the time, um, and I heard that uh, Rick Falkvinge, which is a known, uh, he he was the founder of the Pirate Party. Yeah, he he had a there was a, an ad, or it, there was a. He's a friend of mine, an article, yeah, It's he's a friend of mine too. It was an article where he said that he sold everything he had and bought
1: Bitcoin. <laughs>
2: I remember, that was 2011, right? Yeah, that was 2011, and, and that caught my attention. I said, okay, this guy is completely crazy. I mean, yeah. why, why would you sell everything you had, I mean, all your assets, and just buying Bitcoin for it, and, and that caught my attention because I know that... Rick is not stupid, I mean <laughs> no. he, he definitely knows what he's doing so, so why would you do something like that? But I tend to ignore that fact, I, I, just, I read it and then I, it was, I had it in my mind, I heard about Bitcoin but it was, uh, I thought that the, this thing of electronic money uh, cannot possibly work, I mean it's just impossible. No. You, you, It's just too dangerous, you, you, you have hack hackers that can hack your network, or you, if there's a weakness in your computer program, they can pay, exploit that weakness and they can make the currency worthless. Yeah. Yeah. That was my absolute... Uh, it was my absolute I was absolutely convinced that that was the fact. It, it was it, it's impossible to make this safe enough yeah, yeah. to make it work. Right? So you didn't read up on it. I didn't in the beginning, really. that's correct. I did not read up oh. on it at the beginning. I just heard that people, you know bought bitcoins and i said that that's kind of a stupid thing it will never really work right <laughs> like play money yeah it's play money and 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 first of all you can't use it right there are no merchants accepting bitcoins and and uh, the other thing is that why would you even use why would you buy this money right you can't use yeah. it and it's not safe right <laughs> so it's just uh, the worst possible uh, i mean it's even worse than you know this money that they have in certain games like First Life or, or you know yeah. World of uh,
1: War. What is it called? War, war, world of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah. And Linden, uh, Linden Labs, Linden yeah. Dollars S- and stuff. S-
2: yeah, well, Linden Labs. So that's a different thing. So mm-hmm. so that that's when you try to have a fixed exchange rate or something, yeah, yeah. right, to the fiat money, right? But in this case, like these games where you can get money, you you do that to purchase weapons and you know get yeah. better strength or whatever and and so there there's a there's an intent with acquiring that virtual money because there's a use case for that yeah. but in bitcoin there was there was no use case it was just completely you know abstract money and you, there were no merchants. I mean, there were very few merchants. You can't.
1: You could no. just store your wealth in it. Yeah. There, and there and was that pizza? Oh, yeah. Those those two pizzas. Right? Yeah. But that in was that th- was a guy something.
2: who wanted to prove that this Bitcoin yeah. actually had monetary value, right? Yes. So so uh, he said that. Well, I'm gonna prove for the world that Bitcoin has value, right? It yeah. has a fiat value, right? Yeah. By purchasing something, you know, you can use an. Uh, insane amount.
1: Was that his intention? Yes, it was was his
2: intention to prove that you could actually uh, that you could actually uh, use it as money. right? That you could actually buy something with it. Uh, So that was uh, just to prove a point that it was possible. But you know, it, it will give you a very low uh, exchange rate, right? We, yeah. we would say that, I mean, the, the, the energy and the amount that he had to spend to acquire this uh, mm. 20,000 coins, right, is, is going to be far exceeds probably, uh, even at those days, there was some competitiveness to, to mine Bitcoin. So it, yeah. it would yeah. take a long time, right? Mm. It's 50 coins every 10 minutes if you have 100% of the hashing power, yeah. which nobody had. So it would take a long time to acquire these coins, yeah. and and then he prove that you could at least buy two pizzas with them, right? Yeah. And tw- for twenty thousand coins, and it, uh, obviously, I mean, he just wanted to prove that it was possible to exchange merchandise, and therefore establishing, uh, well, at least puncturing this this conception that this money has no value, right? That that was his intent, and and and, but to me that 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 i i already knew that yes Bitcoin could can have utility right if you if you could create some games or whatever you could you can imagine that you have bitcoin as some kind of an abstract money concept so yeah. i knew that bitcoin was valuable the old, the thing that i didn't know uh, was that it's not safe enough right so if yeah. if you hack or I didn't understand at all how Bitcoin worked. I mean, I thought that there were some, you know, servers somewhere where, you know, yeah, there yeah. was a protocol
1: and, and if you would hack but these that's, servers. That's the, that's the assumption people make in the yes. beginning when they hear about this. Right? I
2: think that's the assumption that everybody makes yeah, uh, yeah. when they heard hear about this. And mm-hmm. um, even though I'm a computer scientist and, and I've been that for you know. Twenty years and then another twenty years. I have experience. No, not twenty years, but like ten oh, years yeah. of experience. Uh, before, so ten. I have like thirty years of experience, or more than thirty years of experience of, of programming, and then yeah, like yeah. the last twenty five years, I have theoretical background in computer science, yeah. and. Even though I have all this knowledge, I, I just assumed yeah. that this cannot be safe, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and I am a computer scientist. Now all these economists in the world, they would they would definitely say that this is an insane thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but and they, they do. <laughs> probably not even have the the, the technical and, and capability to understand that if you no. look at these theoretical papers, you can actually see that this is safe.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and it, but in, in yeah. the beginning, how? When did you start read up on that? Uh, I, so Just I started after Falkvinge? Yes. So it was late two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually started reading about first so first first I Sorry,
1: yeah I have to correct you on the pizzas it was 10,000 for two pizzas was it 10,000 for two pizzas yeah, on okay 5,000 yeah. per pizza yeah yes yes exactly. yeah still a lot of money
2: <laughs> in today's money <laughs> yeah. yeah but even at that day i mean you could what well, could you acquire 50 coins per week if you were yeah, yeah. had a really good
1: hardware i guess right? but did you uh, invest in bitcoin then when you understood it
2: 2011 uh, not t- early 2012 yeah. I did exactly the same as following huh. I sold I took all my <laughs> really? assets and bought as many as many coins I could yeah. right? and I bought them at Mount Gox which is no yeah. longer here uh, but I was also one of those who understood that you should not keep your uh, coins at an exchange because yeah. they act as private banks. And if a private bank goes under, like, uh, then there will be no government bailing them out, which means that you will lose your coins. So uh, at at that time I was thinking that Bitcoin has this fantastic concept that you can get your coins and store them yourself. So I basically withdraw all the coins I bought. So I still had them, even though Mt. Gox went under. As a company I I still have my coins and everybody else who did the same thing still had their coins as well.
1: Okay so let's do my background quickly on the Bitcoin thing. Mm -hmm. I discovered it in February 2011 Um, and uh, I don't actually remember some post somewhere online and I was also like you the first time I saw Bitcoin I was like this will never work just another game online and for some reason there was somebody who who I trusted, who said this is something cool and new and good. So I actually, I was totally fascinated by it from February 2011 till March, no, May, where I wrote my first article on it in Swedish mainstream press, Swedish television. So that was the first time somebody in Sweden wrote about it in, in mainstream news, at least. And uh, I've more or less continued since then to read up on it. Um, and I also invested in Bitcoin uh, in February, 2011 or March for six dollars a Bitcoin. It's a very nice price. Yeah, I
2: heard about Bitcoin It was uh, there was again in the, in the news media when yeah. it it was mentioned that it reached another another all-time high in, in 2011 I think yeah. it was like $20 or something. It was
1: like $30. That. Yeah, yeah.
2: In June. And, and, and they said that because there was a crash in price around I mean in the same year, right? or yeah. the year. It was a you know a disaster and everybody all economists in the world. They would say oh, it's gonna go to zero It's just it's, it's not it's never gonna take off, but it came back, right? Yeah, and when it got back to like you know, $20 per coin and said it was an all-time high That's when I caught my attention because I said why is it still here? That was my yeah, yeah. question I had how how can this this? This cannot possibly work how can it still be here yeah and that's when i started reading about the technical articles i read the white paper by satoshi mm. and i also uh, read the source code of the bitcoin core client mm. um, i'm a c plus C++ programmer so mm. it's, it's fairly easy for me to read that source code and when i okay. did that there's a lot of things in the white paper that you can see in the source code yeah and and when i so White paper by itself knocked me to the ground because I said, "Wow, this is this is an invention comparable to electricity or the steam engine of its time. It's it's just completely revolutionary." Yeah, and and, uh, and so that's also the the story behind you know the block. That's the blockchain technology we are talking about. And, and, and the other thing I saw in the source code mm. <clears throat> which wasn't in the white paper is that there's actually a programming language in here as well. Right? Yeah. You, can, you can program your coins how they are allowed to be spent mm. so you can create these smart contracts. Uh, you can say that two or three people have to sign this in order to uh, make this co- coin spendable yeah. or, or make it, uh, to make it possible to do a transaction etc so you can think of all kinds of creative crazy things with this uh, programming language such as uh, escrow type of uh, businesses and 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 only the the the, uh, the imagination uh, tells you what you can do or cannot do right so yeah. it's, it's very it's very uh, Interesting.
1: I'm interested in that angle, these uh, assumptions people make, these assumptions that they make about Bitcoin They th- think it can't work because I have a pretty similar trajectory there uh, as you have. Uh, I also put my money into empty um, Gox and I lost most of it uh, where I, uh, And I sold my, my, the most of my Bitcoins also the, during the first year but then I, like two years later, I sort of came back to it. This is still here. And I had a few bitcoins left, you know, and got more interested. But I always read up on it since then. And, and the thing is that what happens right now, you and I, we think we've, we've got something, we've got, well, you and I, we think we've understood Bitcoin more than casual. More the average, than the average person. Yeah. yeah which means that we, that we believe it in more believe in it more than other do other people do for yeah but the, the number of people believing it is growing right yeah. so
2: it, it's kind of interesting to
1: see that uh, but there is there's also another uh, like a, a niche or a large niche now of players in the banking industry and uh, in the finance or fintech scene who says this is not a good system they want a better system the proof of stake versus the proof of work debate, the Ethereum debate, which we have been talking a lot about in discussions between each other in forums and when we meet over beers and stuff, which is a very interesting subject. It's an interesting subject. So, so all of these amounts to can you come
2: up with something else that is a blockchain exactly. but isn't based on Bitcoin, right? That That's basically well, what most people are talking about
1: today, right? can you separate these two? Yeah, but why? For the first of the thing, why would you do that? You would like, because it's been tarnished, the reputation of Bitcoin, right? It's been tarnished I, in the media.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I don't know exactly why media. Yeah, but, but, but why, did, you, why yeah. did the
1: blockchain, the word even yeah. get this big?
2: Well, I, I guess that Andreas Antonopoulos is, is saying this thing that, that this is a form of triangulation, right? You're trying to, the media said that Bitcoin is crap. Bitcoin is crap yeah. for all these years, and then yeah. suddenly it's still here. Yeah, so it's not so, crap. So it cannot be crap. No. So they must be incorrect. So exactly. So the reporters and journalists are trying to triangulate and trying to say, well, yeah. Bitcoin is crap,
1: <laughs> but but we like the technology, yeah.
2: but the blockchain is good, right? Yeah. And I think the banks, the banks was in the same boat as as the journalists and reporters because they were saying that. Uh, Bitcoin is crap, Bitcoin is crap, yeah. etc. Right, And and then it's finally it's not crap, so they have mm. to come up with something else. So they take another word for it, so they call it the blockchain. But there's also this debate, because there are many other people in this field yeah. that are working with cryptocurrencies, and they are working with other technologies, they are taking some aspects of Bitcoin and improving some aspects of it. Uh, and, and that's the Ethereum thing, right? Because yeah. that's a completely other type of, of, of uh, Programming language.
1: Yeah, but there are several sort of purposes of Ethereum, of course I yeah. mean it's to, to be able to create smart contracts and all that stuff But if we only talk about the, this proof-of-stake Yeah, so or to start about to talk yeah, about the proof-of-stake So, of
2: so, stake. so let's, let's go back. So um, the Bitcoin is protected by something called proof-of-work, which means that you can't rewrite history unless you acquire the same amount of energy that, bought, that 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 uh, created the longest chain, right? Yeah.
1: So so, so you, it's protected by energy, and, and even then, if we go yeah. f- even further back, if like a primer, yeah. if we have listeners here now that haven't read anything about this, yeah, maybe we should like try to. Explain why would you want a proof of work first? Well, it's because you want to stop double spending, right? Yeah, you, you want to be able to have. Uh, you you. It's two things, right? So double spending is
2: closely li- linked with not being able to rewrite history. Right?
1: Yeah, if so you can
2: rewrite history, you can double spend, right? But that's
1: the first sort of problem you need to solve. Right? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah.
2: You need to solve the double spending problem, and and uh, because digital uh, information is so, easily, it's so easy to uh, copy and duplicate it, right? Yeah. So how can you make something work where, in an environment where any information can be copied? You look at the piracy with the movies and you know, film and, and audio, it's so easy to, to make a personal copy of a movie or an yeah. uh, or, or, or audio stream or whatever, right? Yeah. So and it, that was the problem with yeah. digital money. Yeah, and that the same problem. So if you make money digital, how do you prevent people from copying their money, right? So so that's the whole point. So the proof of work and the blockchain concept is that you can make as many copies as you want. We don't care about that. But as as soon as you spend your copy,
1: Mm.
2: uh, all the other copies are going to be spent as well. So there is no... You can't gain anything by copying the information. But to protect this chain of transactions, to make sure that nobody can go back in time and say, hey, I'm going to use that coin you used one year ago to do something else with it. To do that, you uh, you need to prove that time has passed. And there are multiple ways of doing that, right? and the most strongest, the absolutely strongest way of proving that is through the proof of work. Which means that it proves that you have spent energy, and in order to rewrite history you have to take all the energy from the beginning of time if you want to spend you know the, the the first coin ever minted if you want to be able to spend that coin to something else up today you have to rewrite the entire history and to do that that, that would require so much energy so that you could probably if you just pump that energy into a weapon you can blow up a city or even worse right so, yeah. so there's so much energy in there in that chain and and so you can't you can't spoof it you can't you can cheat it you can't cheat right it's it's a very very hard truth in this chain so now if you go to other concepts
1: so yeah. there are other ways of, of, of doing this yeah, yeah but, and the criticism against this system would be that it's energy wasteful that you have to put in energy into these computers looking for the solution for the next block and. Uh, that's why some people would like to have another system. And, and one of them is called proof of stake.
2: That, that is correct, so so uh, first of all, I do not think that uh, it's a waste of energy because there's no link between the number of transactions that you can do and how much energy is being put into the system for the next block. <laughs> because if you make the blocks bigger, than of, and, and if you make them infinitely big, then you can store as many transactions as you like for for every uh so which means that the energy per transaction could go down near zero right yeah so it's just a way of, of balancing these concepts right so how much how how big should the
1: blocks be and, and also and, if and, you and compare and, the energy yeah. consumption to like a bank is less than the only the offices of one bank in America. Again, if
2: you make the blocks bigger, yeah. we could replace the entire banking industry of yeah. payments, right? So, so it this thing about the energy—it's not about. It's just a way of securing the network. So, and and people invest as much energy that is needed to make the network safe, right? And it's yeah. done by vested interest because these companies who are minting these coins—they're investing infrastructure in it. And uh, so uh, it costs you money to secure the network. So the reward that they get, which are the newly minted coins, yeah. right? Uh, at this at this time, is twenty five bitcoins per per new block that every ten minutes mm-hmm. is being issued. So uh, they 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 can't get this reward, but they need to <laughs> use that reward to to you know pay their electric bills, so they can keep a portion of it. For, yeah. for their own profit, right? And because of the competition in the marketplace, you have all these players trying to secure yeah. the network, they all compete. Which is good coins. for
1: distribution of the coins.
2: Exactly, yeah. so the proof of work make two things. Uh, so the first thing is that it, ins- it ensures that some of the new limited coins are gonna be Uh, going back into circulation or it's going to be spread among the buyers who wants to buy Bitcoin and the second thing is it forces you a link with the fiat world it forces you to set a price on the Bitcoins because they have to pay the electric bills there's no way that they can get around that fact so so those two concepts are absolutely necessary I think for a currency to succeed, for a cryptocurrency to succeed. Mm-hmm. Now the proof of stake is a completely different uh, uh, system of voting for gaining the new newly minted coins in the next block. Instead it's it's how much you own determines the, the voting power you have, or not the voting power, but it determines your chance of winning the next coin. Mm. Now, if everybody has the same amount of stake, that is everybody has the same amount of coins, then the newly, vo- if, you, if time progresses, the wealth spread will stay exactly the same, right? So it only means that those who do not have a stake will, will get poorer, and those who have a stake will get richer. So this means that if you are in the system you gonna you can just keep your coins and get wealthier right because
1: as more people join in it is very similar to our current system to the fiat system we have today if you have a lot of money i mean it's it's cheap to be rich and it's very expensive to be poor because you have a lot of money today it's easy to make them grow
2: if yeah. you compare
1: it to the, to the poor people. Yeah. So why would you want this kind of system? Why would you have? Why would you want to have a stake? So, so I think that system? the people
2: the people who, who like the proof-of-stake system, they are completely blinded by the fact that they, they hate the proof-of-work system because it's a waste of energy. They see it as a... Which is it not. Which it, is, it isn't. No, it's not a waste of energy because the energy is being used to secure the network. Exactly. Right? And, and the proof-of-stake
1: concept... Also, it, they feel left out, some of them. That they weren't around in the beginning of Bitcoin, so they feel that they want to start this up themselves and you know, become rich.
2: Well, I think it's kind of a, it's a natural objection, right, to the Bitcoin network that there's a lot of energy being spent on these newly coins. So you would think, could you just remove that and still have something that is secure enough? And the answer to this question is stupid. You, you, the answer to this question, you can have it. Secure enough, right? I'm, I'm, I, I'm agreed that it's possible to make proof of stake work, but the problem with proof of stake is that it's, it's gonna be a, uh, it's not gonna be as a nice monetary system because. Uh- it won't work in the real world. Not in the long run. the first problem they have is that the wealth spread, right? Why would yeah. you spend your coins? In the proof of work, you're forced to spend your coins because you have to pay the electricity bill. Yeah. So it means that the coins get in the wealth spread. The coins get into circulation of the uh, and have an interaction with the real economy yeah. because it's forced to do that. In the proof of stake, there, I, I don't think it's going to work because the, there's this this connection with the fiat world is missing. It becomes more toy money.
1: Yeah, because of that. And there's also the problem of, I mean, I mean, the secrets involved. Because in Bitcoin, you are protected by power, but in a proof of stake system, you are protected by secrets. I mean, by, by definition, because you have to put up a stake, you have to protect that stake somehow. Yeah, so that, that is security, true. Security cannot be as good yeah. as in Bitcoin. So, so the thing here is the proof of stake. If
2: you can imagine that the stake is spread to so many different participants, right? So that it's just everywhere, right? And you don't have concentrated groups of people having a large, large stake, then then yes, the the security model is somewhat acceptable because it means that you have to hack, you know, a million computers in order to, you know, acquire the vote to bring the system down, right? Because if you acquire 51% of the stake, you can you can you can drive the the you can you can uh, break that model, right? And in the interesting thing is that the proof of work concept, even if someone acquires 51% for a short period of time. It, it usually massively reorganizes itself because I mean people are switching away from certain pools, yeah. and and it's kind of interesting that. The and
1: you'd need much more than 51% yeah. sustained to main sustain, yeah, 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 and with proof of stake, if you have 51%, you just keep your coins, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can
2: acquire more coins, and you can bring the system down. So it's less safe in in that in this in that sense, right? Yeah. But but I would, and then there's another thing with proof of stake is that. Uh, If you want to be able to prove from the Genesis block that You are safe that you are on the right chain That cannot be done with proof-of-stake because you can always go back to the Genesis block and come up with another chain Which is equally long as the current one and 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 so if you do that if you think about that problem then no proof-of-stake can you can never be sure that you're on the right chain unless you have Uh, Unless you have um, you know checkpoints that tells you that the last hundred of the last thousand of blocks
1: Yeah, but then you need a centralized authority To tell you that yes, this is checkpointed. Well, you don't
2: need you perhaps you don't need a authority You could you could build that into the client right you can have a hard-coded client So I think it's possible to to technically make this thing work, but it will be an awful monetary uh, environment it will be yeah. it, because it means that the, this how does proof-of-stake work? Well, how does new coins get into cir- circulation now from the beginning? There is one person who owns the first block which has the Let's say proof-of-stake is using the same model as Bitcoin as so the 51st proof-of-stake coins mm. is owned by one person and the next block that gets minted will be owned by him as well, right? Yes. Yeah, sure. Unless he starts to spread them. So it becomes very much like a pyramid scheme, right? Where you have you, you know, have like, this but- top Founders that owns most of the capital, and Well, that's then,
1: only if you start it that way. I mean Ethereum for instance They did a crowd sale. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, so it's a, a bit distributed It's a little bit in, bit, in the beginning in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and People
2: can also say that well Satoshi owns like 1 million coins So 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 yeah, you could you could say true. that the same problem exists in Bitcoin But I don't think so because first so, of all he has never spent them and the no, second no, no. thing is that even if he does okay it will crash for a little while, but eventually the coins yeah. will come into circulation.
1: right? Yeah, and if this Mr. Craig Wright was Satoshi, he would have moved some of those coins for his all of his economic troubles, of course. There's no chance that no. none of these people are, are Satoshi, because he
2: seems to have a very high integrity, very yeah. smart, seems this, to know how to hide himself, yeah. and he never touches his coins. I mean, he has a, like a half billion dollars yeah. uh, of, of wealth. That he doesn't touch. I mean, if he is a middle class citizen like I am, not touch, touching, <laughs> not touching that wealth requires an enormous integrity. I mean, either he's dead, or yeah. or he is actually. Uh, I mean, he's just waiting, or, or and maybe he will become the new, you know, the Alfred Nobel, right? Maybe. In 20 years, he will say, "I'm gonna use these coins, this wealth, to, you know." That's an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah, the 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 people who can, uh, the person who can uh, prove that he's done the best best, you know, monetary uh, research lasts. Uh, 20 years can get awarded and you can get these coins from, from him, right? And this, you, can, yeah. you can imagine, you can, he can even do that anonymously, right? He doesn't have to yeah. show him. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> so, so it's like an anonymous Nobel Prize in, in <laughs> economics. And by the way, the prize in economics is not a Nobel Prize, right? No, Pe- no, no, no. People think, no. think that, but it's yeah. only called that way, but it's not.
1: No, it's so a later invention from... You no, know, it's was the, the Swedish central bank yeah. who who. Uh, I, I'm invented. paying for that price with yeah. my taxes as it's, a Swedish citizen, which I think is terrible. Yeah. I don't want to pay for that price. Yeah. It's been... didn't Krugman get that price? Yes, so it's, it's my tax taxpan- yeah. on, The
2: Swedish taxpayers are, are paying the Nobel Prize. Yeah. All the other prizes uh, are, are Nobel himself, right? His fortune, his wealth, that...
1: that, that uh, not the peace prize either. But the other no, no, other, no, other no, prices...
2: The peace price is, is an
1: original... Nobel uh, price. Is it paid by Nobel's? It's paid by Nobel's funding, yeah. It was It It was. It was invented after Nobel, uh, Nobel's test. No, no, no. It's part of it? Yes, it's part of it. No. <laughs> Literature wait, wait. piece. Uh, there are five prizes, right? Okay. So, so uh, the, the, the price in economics is not the Nobel Prize. But it's, now we have to move it from, yeah. go back to the Bitcoin subject. Yes. Wait, wait, wait.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
1: We're back to the subject of Bitcoin, right? That's correct. We're talking about proof of work versus proof of stake. And one of the interesting things about why Ethereum and proof of stake has become so talked about is because the banks, mainly or partly because the banks are interested in using this technology, right? Uh, So they call this the blockchain.
2: Yeah, I think that there might be a twist here uh, where banks could have I mean, proof-of-stake and banks could work together with the Ethereum blockchain. I, I don't rule that out because um, what is blockchain? What is blockchain? Good I, question. I, I think that blockchain is a way of, you know, a, a majority of
1: stakeholders or whatever, a majority of people. Yeah, because the word is not in the original white paper. I yeah. Mean, it's not there. I mean, Satoshi did not say blockchain. It's invented many years later. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That was a good question. I never oh, thought I, I, about that. I think I'll that, check that. out. You know, no, it's not. Okay. It. It's, it's not interesting. It.
2: All right. So anyway, I, I think that it's a, you know, it's a way of reaching consensus among a, a, a group of participants, right? And 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 if you want the group of participants become smaller than the whole world, right? If you if you want to control who should be able to participate, mm. then you have no choice. You have to use proof of stake. There's no other way you can do this, right? And then you can imagine that every bank has
1: its stake. Or you could use another proof of something, maybe, in the future. I don't know really what that should be. be. We we can't rule out any other solution. There could be other solutions, of course. Could be, but I don't think anyone has figured that out in, in that case, right? But the basic premise for that is that the banks would like to retain control?
2: Yeah, because you what they would like to do is so one use case for Ethereum is that some kind of a interbank settlement system, right, where you yeah. can transfer assets between banks without yeah. having a clearance authority, which today is usually a central bank or something else, right? Mm. And if banks story. can settle uh, uh, that settle between themselves by themselves. Mm that's clearly an advantage uh, to the current system where they have to settle through some authority, whether that authority is the state or the government.
1: Yeah, but they need, still still need to create an authority in between themselves, these banks.
2: Yes, but they, they, they form a majority, I guess, right? They, 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 form, they, they hand out stakes to everybody who wants to participate in this group. Right? Yeah. So, uh, But the problem with that, though, what happens if someone...
1: Steals a stake of a certain bank. Yeah. Can can the other banks, which will happen sooner or later, with, so so, yes. so they need to be able to to buy, reverse, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. And 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 that means that then you could imagine that you have a majority of of a majority vote among the stakes of the stakeholders of all banks, mm. telling that okay, the funds got stolen. Let's give them new funds and make the old funds, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, let's print some new money and put it in there. In that ex- ex-
2: well, print some new stake, right? Money, it's very important to understand that banks are not going to, going to use blockchain technology for money. They're going to use blockchain technology to do settlements. And that, that's the whole project with the R3CEV project. Yeah. is all about doing settlements internally between the banks, so they don't have to go through a clearing authority. So money means that you can exchange goods and services, right, for your for some tokens, yeah. and 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 you there's no chance that that proof of stake is going to replace that or any other model. Uh, I think.
1: But the problem here isn't really the technology, right? It's the the players, the actors, the participants involved, and the decisions they make. So it's it's more or less a game theory here. I mean, the reason Bitcoin works is because there are no, Nobody in charge exactly. at the top. Yes. No authority you can... But that's true
2: also for these proof of stake. Nobody is in charge really. They, they, they only have... An,
1: but their it, stake is determining their vote, right? Yes, if it was a decentralized system, then nobody was would be in charge. I think that's the goal with the R3 CEV proof. You think? No, uh, yeah. no, no. That would not be able to, to complete... I mean, that would not be able to... Otherwise... Stand up to the legal system. Because you need to have somebody to you know be responsible when something goes wrong in the old system. yeah so if if
2: that is true if yeah. you, what you're saying is true that this this cannot this will not be allowed to work because of the legal system then then the whole project is going to be dead
1: right because yeah. there's no there's no Otherwise, I I, they, I, they need to rewrite the laws over the next five to ten years. Yeah,
2: and I think that the banks may have the power, so they can rewrite the laws. Maybe, I mean, but I'm not sure. If you're right about that jurisdiction problem Good. that that a jurisdiction had, it must be possible to reverse some decision that was taken by this blockchain, even though you know these stakes are distributed the way they are. Then the whole concept of a blockchain falls apart. There's no there, There's no I don't see the use case about using a blockchain at all. Then you need a clearance authority, that an authority can control, right? a clearing house that
1: authority controls. A regular database will be cheaper. A regular database? And faster, much, much faster.
2: But that's the current system, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) in in the KYC, AML rules, the Know Your Customer, Anti-Money Laundering rules, they also enforce these banks to know Everybody using those blockchain systems that they want to deploy Uh, Which makes these systems really sort of controlled they need to know everybody connecting to the system
2: Well, that's one identity
1: of them. Yeah, I mean to um, if you want to Involve the current legal system?
2: Absolutely, and uh, I, I believe so. But it's not only that. If if you if if the legal system, the question is which jurisdiction, right? You have banks mm. in Germany. Should they obey the the rules from the U.S. And and exactly. and they do today because they have an office in the U.S., right? So mm. so it's it's a very messy legal system because all these private banks they are. Bound by all kinds of different jurisdictions mm. and if they go together and forms a blockchain and a blockchain by definition, I think is Nobody is in control of the blockchain. It's a distributed control either the distribution is the whole planet Which is in the case of Bitcoin or the distribution is you know between the banks but then no single bank or no authority can control this
1: this shared blockchain. Okay, I'm not looking at blockchain at all like that. I'm just saying blockchain is just a chain of blocks. That's it. Yeah, okay, but I don't
2: think it's not that easy to say that. Because if if you only say that uh, uh, it's just a chain of blocks, then then I don't see the difference between that and a a private database. Because databases today, they are a chain of blocks, right? They are a chain of transactions. The transactions are usually collected in blocks they're indexed, etc. So I, I, I think that the important aspect of the blockchain technology is this thing where nobody is in control, right? No single person is under control. Because as soon as you do a single person in control then it becomes like a private database, right? An authority that has control over database. So the Ethereum guys, they won't agree what I say, right? They would say that there's a distinction between private blockchains and everything else, and the distinction is you, the, the difference between a database mm. and a private blockchain is that you can have scripts, pro, the programming language that enables you to do smart contracts.
1: Yes, and we're, we're comparing proof of work to proof of stake. Yeah, we, we are comparing Bitcoin to these competitors. Yeah, and. The, the possibility to write smart contracts, you can do that on Bitcoin already. Yes, you can. And if you have a system which is decentralized... Yes. Okay, I kind of agree that we usually, it probably is a good thing to have more of a meaning in the word blockchain than just a chain of blocks. So if we put in that meaning, it, it needs to be decentral, decentralized. I think so. I think I think
2: also. the whole concept with blockchain is that it has to be some sort of decentralization, right? Yeah, some what, sort.
1: What what's the point then for R three C E V to create some sort of blockchain for the banks? What is the point then? There's no point at all. Well the point is to do settlements
2: between the banks without having to go through an authority clearinghouse, right? Which today usually is the central bank when it comes to money. Or maybe there's an exchange where they buy and sell bonds or whatever. If, you, if they want to tra- transfer a state bond from one bank to another, it has to go through some authority, right? They, 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 there's someone,
1: some server somewhere. Yeah, but they need to be able to go back and reverse a transaction. So they, they need to have an authority anyway for the legal system to work. If, if that is
2: what you're saying, if you they, okay. if, if, they, if they don't change the laws, that's true, right? Then, then the R3 C V project is gonna fall apart. But yeah. if they can change the laws okay. and say that we are go- we gonna be this uh, cartel of banks, yeah, right? Yeah. World um, but, and and we, we need and yeah. we gonna we need so we need to change the legal system so that anything that is true in the blockchain is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody can change that, and unless you get an, a majority of stakeholders in their, in their blockchain. blockchain, in their blockchain,
1: yeah. yes. Yeah. Not this free, nobody controls, anarchistic Bitcoin blockchain, right? No.
2: The free anarchistic blockchain cannot be controlled and it's... <laughs> and <laughs> so the, 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 it doesn't the,
1: matter what they the, write Yeah. In the
2: interesting aspect of the Bitcoin blockchain is that uh, because of the proof-of-work concept, it enables every, anyone to join the network without, yep. without f- the fear of Anyone can bringing down the network, right? So it's permissionless. Yeah. The permissionless aspect is another thing in the Bitcoin blockchain that none of the other blockchains have, right? Yeah. So there are there are some other coins. I mean, but but you know, the only coin which uh, with enough market capitalization mm-hmm. uh, that. Bitcoin is the only one that is permissionless and public and yeah. open, and you know, all these aspects. And I think that's gonna make Bitcoin... that That, that is required if you want a blockchain for money, right? Uh, blockchain yeah. for settlements, that, that is the R3CEV project. Blockchain for money cannot be done in any other way, in my opinion, right? So, so you, it must be open, it must be decentralized, it must yeah. be public, it must be permissionless all these properties uh, has to be there, otherwise it won't be accepted as money, right? Because mm. I need to be able to trust when I use my Bitcoins for for uh, services and goods, if I go to a restaurant and I pay my meal with Bitcoin, the merchant of that restaurant has to know that these coins is his and nobody can steal them from him, no central bank can debase them. Uh, if if you have just- Steal them or steal them or I mean it it, is possible to to basically protect that money, right? Mm. And and if 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 you have a system with authority, then that system can be hacked which means that It's possible to make the currency become worthless which means that It can be it can be corrupted also It can be corrupted and it it can become worth it because a hacker can take over, right? Mm. So unless the money is not Irreversible and not anonymous and not everything right yeah. then you can have a centralized control system for money But then the government can see all the transactions it can interfere with everything and So those systems exist in Sweden today right this the, you have the swish network right where you, you people can use their phones to transfer money between uh,
1: Individuals, but all these yeah. transactions are visible then yeah, we have M P S I in Africa and everything so yeah, I have a couple of other subjects here I'm interested in talking about, but these are really large subjects like Bitcoin. Is it like gold or like cash? Is it hard money? This is like an hour discussion at least. I think we can save it for some, yes. some other time. Next time. And, and sovereign currencies, could they be side chains to the Bitcoin blockchain? It's an interesting question.
2: Yeah, we it's, talk an about that. it's an interesting question. Let's yeah. talk about that for a short time and then yeah, wrap this up. Then we'll, we'll follow that up with a yeah. later discussion. Yeah. So, the sovereign money, that's the money that is issued by the state,
1: yeah, by the government. Yeah. And If we're talking about sidechains, that would be the Bitcoin blockchain then. I mean, this is an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. If the Bitcoin blockchain becomes really, really big, mm-hmm. and country there's uh, a small island, I read about it just uh, today, small island talking about maybe making Bitcoin the national currency. Right. It's a it's a nation state. Yeah, well, the the interesting aspect is that,
2: that Bitcoin is similar to gold in that sense that it's very hard to extend the money supply to 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 uh, yeah. grow the money supply, and because it's not controlled by anyone, it can't be controlled by anyone. Because if it can, then it can be hacked, and yeah. it you can make the currency worthless. So, these economists that they think about that Bitcoin is bad because of the fixed money supply. Is there is no choice. You can't make blockchain safe without having a fixed money supply because otherwise that implies there's an authority controlling it, which is precisely what you're trying to avoid, right? You don't want to put the power of something to a single person or a group of person. You want to have it decentralized. Yeah. That's the reason why the fi- uh, money supply is fixed in Bitcoin. And so the question: Can fiat money, which is the government-issued money, they can create money at will, and they all all they do. I yep. mean, and and uh, it, it's it's a slight misconception about how money works in the f- in the fiat world that people think that central banks just creates money like just like that and then pump that into the system. And yes, they do, but not typically, right? So there is this quantitative easing programs. They, that's when they actually print money that is backed by nothing. Yeah. But normally what governments do is that they sell bonds uh, and on a secondary market, uh, well, these bonds are then traded and sold and that's how governments can get in cash, right? And, this, yeah. and But then it's backed by the bond, so it means that there's some other person out there in the world believing in this government, holding his promise to pay back on his bond, and because of that then the money supply that, that is extended is done because there's some person out there taking risk. So in that case, sovereign money is, is
1: uh, it's not just printing money at will normally it's just but if if you if you want to retain that quality as a, as a nation you want to be able to print money yeah. then you you should be able to use a sidechain with, think with so. other properties i don't think so because
2: side-, side chains are two way pegged right then you then you can't be two-way pegged anymore. You you should be able to go back from a sidechain back to
1: the Bitcoin. Well, a sidechain doesn't really need to be two-way pegged. And it doesn't have to be two-way pegged. But let's true. say it still is two-way pegged, but you can have a token connected to that sidechain, you know? And those tokens can be uh, printed out of thin air. And well, the,
2: the, the problem with that is that then the sidechain is going to be under government control, right? Which means yeah. it can be hacked. So that's a security problem, right? So so yeah, but i I see that I don't see a solution where where you can have a blockchain type of technology. You can't reconcile blockchain technology with a government I mean because then why not use a central bank as it is of today, where you have a central database with with accounts that the banks are yeah. connected to. I, I, because the problem here is that if you have an authority that controls the supply of money in a digital world where the money is anonymous, that you don't know who owns what, then what happens if that thing gets hacked?
1: Yeah, so it, they, they have to create their own cryptocurrency but they can't. and exchange it through a, a regular market with Bitcoin.
2: But what is their blockchain? It's gonna be completely private. Though.
1: Yeah, it's probably totally useless. It's going to be yeah.
2: useless, right? So, so the interesting aspect is that the, the, the fiat currency, where you can change the money supply at will, will not. It's not compatible with a blockchain type of technology, no. and when I say blockchain type of technology, I mean some kind of decentralization, yeah. right? So, so it means that. I think that, that the, the whole question of what money is and what money how money is going to be is, is an extremely interesting topic yeah. and I've read a lot of books about that and this look ne- n- next next next, podcast, step, yeah. next next podcast yeah because this, this, this is an extremely interesting topic yeah. and there are many people who are extremely smart, written a lot of books and this thing about money where it came from and the struggle between the private banks and the, and the government, it's a very old battle that has
1: been gone for hundreds of hundreds of years. Yeah, so, if, so going forward, we're gonna probably gonna have this system we have today, the fiat system. It's gonna continue to exist. It's gonna take it for a while. Bitcoin, for a while. Yeah. For a pretty long while. I,
2: I, I think it's at, if Bitcoin is uh, growing, it's yeah. gonna take over the role of fiat
1: money eventually. Yeah. In 10 years or. Fifteen years or maybe twenty, I don't know. Twenty, yeah. Something
2: 20. like that. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that the, the the strength of Bitcoin as money is, is out competing the fiat money, right? Because it's so much easier to trust Bitcoin money than it is yeah. for fiat money, right? Because you, you you have this additional trust that it cannot be debased arbitrarily. There will be no QE program saving banks. Because they made they made mistakes. Because it's hard money. If you have it, you have it. If you lose it, you lose it. There is no thing in between, right? So, so it's. Uh, but that that's an interesting topic, and I want to talk a lot about that
1: yeah, yeah. in a later episode. <laughs> me too, me too. Yeah. And um, well, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah. Well, just one question. When did you last buy Bitcoin? When did I last buy Bitcoin? That was a uh, half a year ago or okay. something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And when did, you last, when did you last mine Bitcoin? I never mined Bitcoin. Okay. For me it was, I bought a few weeks ago, and uh, it's more than a year that I mined. Well anyway, <laughs> let's wrap it up and... Um, Have you ever acquired a block? Have you been successful? No, having, not, not always, know, always no,
2: always been at the pool?
1: Yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know, yeah, always
2: pooled. Because now it's impossible almost to yeah. get a block.
1: <laughs> the yeah. hashing power of, of, of Bitcoin is... As a single money? yeah, yeah, yeah.